0: Debbie Menet, a licensed clinical social worker in the Cystic Fibrosis Center at Lucille Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford. Debbie has over 20 years of experience working with children, adolescents, and families in both school-based and medical settings. Currently, she provides support to children living with CF and their families, including providing individual and family therapy. She has presented nationally to parents of children with chronic illness and has facilitated groups for both teens and young adults with chronic illness, including
1: co facilitating the CFRI Teen Support Group. Please welcome Debbie Minnett.
2: Thank you, Jim. It's good to be here. Welcome, everyone, to the panel. Um, as you are aware, the panel is titled The Impact of CF on the Siblings. Um, It is well known that siblings of a person with a chronic illness have uncommon and unique experiences, especially as children. Today, we're lucky to have Damien, Siraj, and Marina here to talk with us about their lived experiences. I'm going to turn it over to the panelists to introduce themselves, and I'm going to go ahead and call you guys out by name now, if that's okay, just to make this flow a little bit easier. So, Damien, why don't you get us started with introducing yourself?
1: Hi, my name is uh, Damian Rice, uh, originally from the Bay Area, now live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I have a brother, twin brother with CF Darius, um, and we've been living with it since he, we were nine, um, and I'm just glad to be here to be a part of this today.
2: Thanks, Damian. Glad to have you here.
3: Marina? Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Marina Gonzalez. Um, I live in San Jose, California, and um, my brother, Thomas, who's going to be 30 this year, um, has CF and was diagnosed when he was about five years old.
2: Excited to be here. Thanks, Marina. Excited to have you. And
0: Suraj. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name is Suraj Patel. I live in in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, My brother was... Older brothers diagnosed with CF when he was about 14, about around 2004, um, yeah, I'm glad to be here.
2: Thanks, Saraj, thanks everyone. Uh, we're gonna jump in in one second with questions, but if you, the audience have any questions, please go ahead and put them in the chat box. We'll try our hardest to get to them at some time during this, uh, this panel discussion. And if not, then um, CFRI is planning on having a follow-up, uh, producing a follow-up podcast on this exact same subject. So first question for our panelists, in what ways has your life been enriched by living with a person with CF? Perhaps it has influenced your own set of values or your perspective on life.
3: Well, I guess I can start. Um, I'll take that. I think... Um, Overall, I want to say it's made me a little bit of a better person. I think I'm, you know, more empathetic to people um, in general. Uh, how I treat my employees at work, um, the type of friends that I choose to keep around in my life. Um, you know, I think it's also made me a bit of a stronger person in general. So um, I, I think uh, I think overall, it's going had a really good um, effect on me.
1: Uh, the impact that that I, that it's done for me is it, it has allowed me to be more, uh, I guess the word is caring and understanding of people who have uh, sickness, uh, the impact that it could have on the family and the toll it could take on the family. Um, also has, um, in my later years, um, allowed me to really focus on long-term care and that sort of deal and, and seniors and be more sensitive to other people's needs and health concerns just in general.
0: Yeah, let's say gr- growing up with my older brother having CF, he was diagnosed a little later in his life. And I think seeing how it's affected him and how you know how he took the diagnosis initially and has kind of grown from it and learned a lot about his own health and it, it kind of has taught me to be more conscious about my health and you know my family around me and try to encourage them to live a healthier lifestyle exercise and kind of be more conscious about their health and caring for their own health
2: yeah thanks everyone so it sounds like for Damien and Marina particularly a uh, it's um, kind of brought depth maybe to your interactions with other people, made you more empathic and thinking about kind of um, their own unique situations and Siraj for you too, but in a different way as far as people's health and your family and their health. So thank you for sharing that. It's very common for siblings of a person with a chronic illness to have some worries or strong concerns about your sibling. What have, found, what have you found helps you best cope with your worries or fears. And maybe if you want to speak to that now as in a double, and maybe if you want to speak to what your experience was as a child too, if you had anything that really helped you back then when you were a child.
0: Uh, I guess I'll, I can start. Um, I feel like what's helped me a lot is kind of talking to my sibling about his condition and how he feels. and, And I don't know, just day to day how he's doing, if he's doing better or worse day to day and you know what's helping him what's not helping him and then you know growing up it was a lot him being diagnosed at a little later of an age it was a lot of going to the hospital and, and him kind of learning to deal with his illness too and so I think having my parents there especially with my mom getting very involved in the foundation it helped a lot to kind of understand what he was going through because she had to learn as a parent and, you know, kind of educate me on what he was going through. Mm-hmm.
2: So it sounds like for, for you, Suraj, information is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
3: I'd probably. Oh, uh, oh no, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I probably just um, share that same sentiment there. Um, I think getting involved with CFRI and getting um, to be more a part of the community, meeting other people with CF, you know, um, support groups and just educating myself about the disease overall, just learning all that I could, I think was, um, really helpful for me. Um, my brother and I are about, I'm 11 years older than him, so, um, probably shouldn't have just given away my age, but, um, (laughs) um, you know, I, I think I, took on a little bit more of a caregiver role and in some respect as well as, you know, the kind of sibling role. And so, um, yeah, I think for me, just um, education has been, understanding more has been really helpful.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, my brother got diagnosed at nine and, you know, being African-American, you know, it took some time because he was sick earlier than that. We just didn't know what it was. so. Once we figured out what it was, um, you know, we just, my mom just basically said, this is kind of what it is. This is what we have to deal with. It wasn't really a strain. It was like, okay, this is what we deal with. We take care of it as a family. Um, Now that my brother's still here and, you know, we're 42 years later, he's still living and all this stuff. I'm just amazed at just his resilience. um, And, Being able to go through all these things is like, you know what, if he can work with that, the stuff that I deal with is nothing, you know, it's just, it's, it's not much shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't complain. His strength has really helped me. So I think seeing him live through this and, and deal with all the things that he has to deal with makes kind of the stuff that I deal with, like, you know, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you complaining about? You know, let's, let's move forward.
2: It gave it kind of a different perspective for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or put it in perspective. for you. In
1: perspective, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to I want to comment to um, what Siraj and Morena had mentioned as well. One of the things or a couple of the coping strategies that we know that are really helpful for um, the patients themselves and for siblings and really everyone in the family. One is knowledge, like knowing, getting as much information as you can and um, that comes for the siblings too, like the siblings understanding what it's about, what it means, and if their sibling gets sick, well, understanding what that's like, um, and just the significance of it, right? So knowledge is very powerful. And the Marina, you spoke to kind of connecting with others as well. And we know that that's a, um, a, a great strength for people to be able to connect with other people in similar situations. So thank you all for, for sharing all that. Um, Third question here, sometimes a sibling of a person with a chronic illness may feel left in the shadows. If that was your experience, can you share how your parents and or siblings helped you feel more engaged, cared for,
1: and loved? Um, I don't think, for me, I don't don't think I felt that way. Um, I think my mom did a good job of, you know, helping us understand where we all stood. And, you know, we all felt, you know, that love. And I kind of felt bad, you know, I was outside playing. He, you know, my brother could not go outside and play. And then, you know, years later, I'm finding out, you know, he's on softball teams, you know, finishing college, I'm like, all right, you know, pretty good athlete, okay. So I guess due to um, the advances and, you know, of, of CF. He's able to do some of the things that he wasn't able to do younger. So I, I never felt that way. I, I don't perceive that he felt that way because we just, we, this is what we had and this is how we dealt with it. You know, this is what we had to do. So it wasn't, I didn't feel that way growing up and I definitely don't feel that way now. He's, he's very successful in Sacramento and, you know, we're all kind of doing our thing. So, um, yeah, I'm in a good
3: place. Uh, you can go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess, since my brother and I had such a big um, kind of age difference, and I was a bit older, I had my um, time of being an only child out of the way and being the spoiled one. So I think when you know my brother came along and was diagnosed. Um, I, I never felt, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I think I took on a little bit of more caregiver role in a, in a sense, um, cause his, his dad passed away when he was younger. And so, um, never really had, had that experience. I just was really excited to, or, you know, wanted to be more, uh, caring for him and anything I could do to like help out. So, um, never really felt like left in the shadows or, you know, kind of that. So. Probably now I would say my brother and my mom <laughs> have a very strong relationship. So sometimes <laughs> like a little left out, but
2: that's a different story. <laughs> Not necessarily CF <see> related. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: I would say for me, I, I was, my brother and I are two years apart and I was the younger sibling. And so when he got diagnosed, it was, it was a bit of a struggle. My parents had gotten divorced shortly before that. So, I mean, we were dealing with that. And on top of that, that he had been diagnosed with CF. And, and it, was a, it was a lot of strain. And I think the focus obviously went towards him in that sense because you know he was going through being diagnosed and trying to understand what it meant to have CF. And being, uh, going through his teenage years during that time when he was diagnosed, didn't help cuz he was being a bit rebellious didn't want to take his condition seriously obviously that was there was a lot of pushback between him and my parents about being a bit serious about his health and so a lot of the focus was kind of on him during that time and not me and I don't I wouldn't say that I hold any resentment being older and understanding what we were going through i think at the time maybe i may have been a little sour towards it but I think it it, my parents did a good job of making sure to involve me in a lot of the stuff that was going on with him and to make sure that I know that he needs me to be you know his soundboard and to kind of be that person that reached through get get through to him because obviously during those years you're going through your teenage years he didn't want to listen to my parents at all so they kind of need. they would need my help to talk to him and get him to understand where they're coming from.
2: Thank you. You all have very different experiences. Thank you for sharing. In what ways have you, um, any of you who want to share, in what ways have you experienced CEF impacting people of color, people with less resources, or the LGBTQQ plus community?
3: Well, I guess I can, um, I haven't, I think, experienced too much of that necessarily, um, you know, with my brother and my own home, but just from um, a lot of the friends that I have in the community, just kind of seeing, um, you know, as I think everybody here on this panel, like later diagnoses, you know, often happen with um, people of color because they don't, necessarily um, look to CF as the first kind of problem or, you know, check for that. And so, um, you know, that really prolongs care um, from people getting treatments that they need earlier on. Um, You know, there's less access to treatments, medication and everything. So I think that, you know, also impacts um, overall health language barriers too. And just seeing, you know, what kind of resources there are for people out there who have, um, you know, a, a
0: different language is their first language, so. And for for us, the experience, uh, not me personally, but the, obviously my, the experience my brother went through was initially he was sick for a bit, had a cough, and he he went to get, you know, treat, okay. went to the doctor here, we went back to the UK where, where we were born, Our, we had my dad's family there, and so he got, you know, went to get doctor's visits over there to get other opinions, and they thought he had asthma bronchitis they basically they didn't want to they didn't want to test him for cf because at that time it wasn't something it wasn't a something that minorities would commonly have that's that was the thought process and you know there was a little bit of unconscious bias when it comes to that and so it took a while for him to get diagnosed and we couldn't figure out what was the issue and it took you know him being hospitalized for them to actually test him and I remember when he got tested too, my mom even made him do it again. Cause they weren't, you know, she wanted to be sure that that was what he had. And even now, like I think him being older has realized, like, there's a lot of, they're growing up. I think he didn't realize it. And he didn't kind of put it, the pieces together that there was a little bit of an issue with race and CF being diagnosed with CF being older. He's kind of gotten more involved in, more recently, realizing that that's become a big thing, and I think a lot of it has been my mom's push to, you know, put more information out there for our communities to get people in India, and, you know, Indians tested in our communities because that's not a common thing that we would normally think about because it's just through history, it's never been something we've looked at. Yeah,
2: yeah, thank
1: you. Yeah, similarly for us, um, you know, it's very. Uh, Back, you know, back in the seventies, you know, we weren't looking at African Americans at CF, so it took a few years for that to happen. I guess that's the frustrating part, you know, for the family that you have this family member that is sick, and they're saying this is what's wrong, but you know, they're prescribing stuff that's not for the cause. That's what's you know what's going on, and it creates some tension. And you know, when is this going to get you know when is this going to get resolved? When is she going to get better? How can this get better? But, you know, we just, um, that was the challenge early on. Um, I think it took probably two to three years before we, you know, before we even knew what it was. And so all that other stuff that didn't help, you know, it's just frustrating for the family. And that takes more of a toll than um, sometimes then, okay, this is what it is, we know how to treat it. Um, And so let's, let's get the action plan in place. Um, And so we all know what we're dealing with.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a couple of you have this uh, similar experiences where it was just kind of, it wasn't quickly diagnosed, where it kind of went on for a little bit, Um, which is stressful for a family and can be costly for families, right? Um, And it took a while to get that diagnosis and that's that's hard on a family for sure. Um, Siraj, I really appreciate that your family's trying to put that out there more actually for other families um Indian families that's a very cool thing um there's some questions in the chat box and one of them is related to a question that I have as well Marina you've spoken to people in the community right so clearly you know other people it sounds like siblings of a person with CF um and Damian and Suraj if you want to speak to this too how did you meet them and like, what type of support do you think is out there for a sibling of a of a uh, person with CF? Marina, that was kind of directed to you. Sorry. To me, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry I wasn't clear on that. <laughs> um, my bad. Yeah. Um, no, no, no I I actually met um, quite a few people through. Um, I first started doing some volunteer work with the CFF and then um, later joined the CFRI community um, just with all of the um, amazing resources that this organization offers to people. Um, I joined the um, adult retreat over a decade ago and so I've been very involved there. Um, That's probably where I've met the most of my friends or or extended family, if you will, um, since that's what they, I'll really feel like um, so I, I would encourage if there's and in siblings as well. I've met other um, siblings through um, CFRI and retreat and conference. Um, so I would say you know any anyone out there. Um, our retreat is actually coming up. Let me just plug that real quick. It's coming up on um, August 11th through 14th, so um, not too late to sign up, so if anyone wants to, to join and meet some other people, my dogs are advocating right now for that as well. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd highly recommend It's uh It's great. You can be as active as you'd like um, to join in and talk with other people. We have um, support groups um, pretty much on a daily basis, so you can, you know, kind of um, interact with people,
2: um, yeah. Great. Damien and Siraj, i um, wondering if either of you know of other people with CF or other siblings of people with CF?
1: I, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anyone. I just um, have the, the sibling. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, same situation. I've met people just here and there that I've spoken to actually recently. When I had taken a trip to Colorado, I met somebody. This, maybe we went to a winery and they, the owner there actually, his both his children had CF, and so we were. I was discussing with him. He actually never heard of the CF Foundation, so talking to him about that. But that was probably one of my first interactions with somebody, you know, outside of who I've met within the CF Foundation that you know, is dealing with CF. Great. Thanks for sharing, everyone.
2: One of the questions in the chat box, have the siblings, you guys, uh, noticed a change in your relationship with your siblings with CF as you've grown into adulthood? Um, Has growing up strengthened or weakened your relationships? How have they shifted or evolved?
0: Uh, I'll say for me, I think growing up has strengthened it. I think growing, me being the younger sibling, harping on my older sibling to take some stuff seriously, and he didn't really want to hear it from his younger sibling. And at that time, we weren't as close as we are now. Having, hit, hit. when we got older, he we moved in together, and I got to see day to day how he was dealing with his condition, and he would have to deal with me pushing him to you know take everything seriously. So I think that growing up and getting older and getting more mature, that helped a lot.
1: Uh, You know, for me, um, we don't, you know, Darius and I, we don't talk a lot, Um, but you know, whatever, if he needs, he knows if he needs something or if something is there, like he called me for this, I was like, there's no problem. So I'm there for whatever he needs, so. But it's not. We don't communicate like on a daily, weekly basis, that sort of deal.
2: Yeah. So for you, it feels kind of maybe typical adult relationship.
1: Yeah, it's 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 more normal if you know. But you know, there's there are family chats and that sort of deal. So we you know we do that deal. But if if there's something that he needs, I'm there.
3: Yeah, I, I have a really close relationship with my brother. He lives like about ten minutes away from me. Um, I, I think for a while, when he was in high school, and you know, maybe not as diligent with his healthcare, I was a little bit more, you know, the naggy sister. Of, you should do this and take care of yourself. And so um, I'm sure he didn't love that for a period of time. But um, yeah, we're, we're we we talk pretty often and get together. Um, like it means that I'm always there. Um, should you need anything, you know, uh, comes over to do laundry at my house, you know, I'm just always here. So we, ha- we have a really good, really good relationship.
2: Hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like for all of you, things have kind of, you know, shifted as you've um, grown up a little bit and, and um, into kind of a more adult type of relationship. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, one of the questions in the chat box is for um, all three of you siblings uh, that don't have CF um, and maybe have started your own families or thought about starting your own families. Did any of you do genetic testing to see if you and or your partners are carriers? I did <laughs> <laughs> um, that seemed like maybe I, that was a heavier one huh <laughs>
1: well I, you know I don't it's not you know growing up with a with CF it, it, but it's still not something that you know it's not everyday conversation it's it I didn't we didn't do any testing um, we were fine if, if something was good we'll find out but there's no there was like no precursor to that um, we're not living in fear. We're not living, you know, thinking that something's gonna happen. Well, you know, that's kind of how we are. So, uh, so no, we did not do
3: any of that. Um, well, I, I got tested, so I am a, um, a carrier, um, just to know. But um, not necessarily, um, didn't do that because I was looking to start a family. Definitely not ready for that. But um, I, I think just from my own knowledge, um, that, was, that was pretty much it. But I, I don't think that that would greatly impact um, if I decided to, to have children. I don't think it would matter so much either way.
0: I think for me, years years ago, my mom, Made me go get tested just to find out, not related to getting, you know, starting a family or anything, just just to know if it'll be an issue in the future. Um, I know with, we have, I have some cousins of mine that, you know, they know about my brother's diagnosis. And when they were having, uh, starting their family, they wanted to get tested and find out about that because, again, in our family history, we, before my brother, no one, in our recorded history has had CF, but, you know, how do we know that that wasn't, it was, it was, we don't know that it wasn't there because no one was ever tested for it. So it was, it is a little bit of a worry for some parts of our family, I'm sure, just because we don't know where in our history, whether it's on my dad's side or my mom's side, where that, you know, came from <laughs> in our family history. Yeah, thanks.
2: Thank you, so kind of a range of, you know, some worry for some families, for Damien's family, really not worries, or any kind of sound in between, like I got some information and it's good to have that information, but um, not not something you're strongly concerned about right now. Yeah, thanks everyone for sharing. Um, there's a question in the chat box too, and I hope I give this do this justice, uh, Devin. <laughs> what have the members of the panel reflected on in the past that maybe didn't initially, that maybe you didn't really initially get, or I think what what this person means is understand, right, about CF, and then it took time to fully understand it. So was there something that earlier in your life, maybe you were somewhat informed on it, you didn't totally understand it at that time, but as you've grown, you have a better understanding of it. And what is that and what's, what has that been like for you? Maybe how has that changed your perspective on CF or your perspective on your sibling?
0: I think for me, a big, big one was understanding how it affects his breathing. I mean, I know it's a, it's a, a lung disease, but I guess I never fully comprehended how he felt because obviously I'm I can't feel how his lungs feel and so talking to him I think he explained it it took him a long time to figure out how to explain how it feels and I remember we were talking about working out and I got into doing jiu-jitsu and trying to get healthier and he started he had started doing that and he was telling me that it's a big a good example he uses that it's very difficult for him when he goes and does any kind of cardio when he's working out and he said the example he uses it's like you were breathing normally but for me I'm breathing through a straw and so he told me like imagine that like just get a straw and try to breathe through the straw that's how it feels and that I think that resonated with me a lot yeah
2: and how old were you Siraj or if we want to give like an age range.
0: yeah that was I think I was about 22 23 years old whenever that happened I'm 30 now
2: yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Better understand also maybe at, at a little bit older than age too, yeah. but also he was able to kind of describe it in a way that makes sense to you.
0: Yeah. Kind of related to some a situation where I could, you know, try that for myself and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You. Um, you know, for, for me, you know, as, as, you know, very young, the amount of medicine that he had to take you know, that, you know, he took on a daily basis. It's like, didn't really understand that much. It's like, wow, he has to take all this medicine. And then, you know, as I got older, you know, I'd say, well, you know, climate makes, makes a difference also. So you can't just, you know, live in every area of the country. It, you know, some climates are better than others. I didn't really understand that. Um, so I understand now that, you know, some places are better than other, you know, better than others to live if you, if you're with, us if you have CF. And so I didn't understand that. Um, yeah. so that was something that I was like, oh, okay. You know, when you think about it, it makes sense because you have, you know, lungs and you're breathing and that sort of deal. It, it makes sense. So if you have struggles, some climates are not conducive to that. So, um. So that made a lot more sense as I got older. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Damon. I think for me, I you know, um, when my brother was diagnosed and I was, I mean, that was the first time I ever heard about cystic fibrosis. And so, um, you know, learning and, and knowing that he was going to be sick and on medication all the time. Um, you know, I, I think I understood at the time what that was going to look like. But I think as I got older, just seeing how um, that really impacts Quality of life, like even though I I knew that he was going in, just kind of how, um, you know, it's hard to plan for things. Seeing him, um, you know, miss out on different things from being in the hospital, being sick, um, you know, getting sick right before a trip, um, you know, or like a family event or things like like little things, um, and just how it really, um, you know, impacted those things for for him and just having him kind of sit out or miss things that mean you know, Thanksgiving or his birthday in the hospital and, you know, things like that. Yeah, thank
2: you. One of the questions is, what do the members of the panel do, if anything, to strengthen your relationship with your sibling with CF? Or is there anything you've done in the past, maybe historically, that kind of intentionally maybe to strengthen your relationship with them?
3: I try not to nag my brother so much anymore. I try to <laughs> let him be an insult. You, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted I, I to make that shift. You wanted to be out of that role. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think for me, I, I mean, my brother and I have always been very close. My parents have always preached to us, like, you have friends, but you're, you know, have one brother. And so I think what's brought us closer is just, I, I mean, I talk to him daily either in chat you know text or however you know or we're on the phone less on the phone now just because we have run all these different text groups together but i mean i'm talking to him pretty regularly so regular communication is all
1: you know i also think that just educating yourself on you know what the disease is and how it affects the body um and helps with the understanding and you know and it kind of strengthens because you learn to say okay you know, we can talk about it. We understand, you know, you can understand it, uh, at different levels. Um, and then when something can happen, you're understanding, you know, of why some things can happen if something comes up, you know, I, I can remember, you know, he said, well, you know, he'll say sometimes, well, I got to go in for my tune-up or something like that. And, you know, we know what that means, you know, in the beginning, we're like, well, what are you talking about? But we understand that that's part of it. You know, there are certain times where they got to go in and, tune you up and get you right. Um, and it requires some hospitalization and you can't do it at home. And so that, you know, understanding that, you know, strengthens your relationship and, and all that.
2: Yeah. So I'm hearing again, kind of a a few things that we have already spoken to. One is kind of your guys' knowledge, right, about the the illness and how it impacts your sibling and just having a good understanding of it. Again, building that empathy for, for them and um, being able to connect with them in that way. And then also it sounds like just kind of normal developmental sibling shifts, right, as you get older and, and maybe a little less sibling rivalry naturally happens. Um, with a little extra bit of kind of your roles, right? And what you were like when you were younger, right? That extra piece of, of your sibling having seen that, Yeah, thank you. Um, there are a number of questions and I know you we had talked about discussing kind of what you guys would want the audience to hear from you, but I kind of want to tease that apart because there are different questions in the chat box. And I think this could be really interesting. Let's start with, do you have any advice or if there's one thing you'd really like parents of children with CF to know, um, as far as also caring for the siblings or just from your experience, what would that one thing be? So directed toward the parents.
1: I I guess as, As easy as it's going to come off my tongue, and as difficult as it may be, as best you can, treat all the children the same. Um, And not necessarily, you know, make special accommodations. There's some, we understand that with an illness, you have to do some things, but, you know, it just can't be over the top. But as best you can, just, because they're going to be, sickness or no sickness, children have rivalries. They they have, they're going to have stuff. So as, as, as fairly as you can treat your children, I think that's the best thing. And, and be honest with them um, and let them know what's going on. This is why we're doing this. And this is what the situation is. I, I think honesty and being upfront and treat them as fairly as you possibly can is, you know, it's probably a good thing to
0: do. Yeah, I think to kind of go off what Damien was saying is it it helped to be involved, not just, I mean, I think if it was a situation where, you know, my brother was sick and everything as far as hospital visits and treatments and all of that, if if it was just something my parents were focusing on with him and not involving me in, I think I would have felt more kind of left in the shadows and resentful, but I think... Being involved in, you know, trying to be that middle person between my parents and my brother and being the peacekeeper as it was between them and seeing that every day and dealing with that every day and not just being kind of left on the sidelines helped a lot. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think I have anything else to add. I think Dami and Sirajwa said it really well. Um, and I think, you know, good open communication, two-way communication um, about, you know, what what's happening, um, being involved and being treated equal. I think all of those would be really important things.
2: And it sounds like um, each of you think it's important that the parents um, really share information with with the siblings as well so that you're you're aware of what's going on with your brother or sister and you felt informed and, and more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Also in the audience, I'm guessing, are doctors, social workers, psychologists, you know, nutritionists, nurses, respiratory therapists. What would you like them to know about siblings of people with CF? Is there anything they can do differently or do more of? Or is there a message you have at all for those folks?
1: Me, well, I, I think... probably should ask my brother. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, I would say the same thing. I mean, I, being when my brother was hospitalized, being there and staying with him, I mean, I was very close. So I would be there daily, you know, take him food and everything. And I would be there when he was getting his treatments and, you know, whenever do- the doctor was coming in and seeing how he was and checking up on him. But I think, again, being involved was a big thing. I was there and they weren't trying to hide anything or not hide anything. But, you know, generally when it comes to certain things, you know, they want the patient to have privacy and they wouldn't sometimes want family in the room. But in that case, it wasn't that type of situation where he was he was OK with us being there and the doctor didn't you know, feel uncomfortable doing procedures and stuff like that while we were there. And I think that helped a lot, just seeing him go through that.
3: I'd say just um, you know, being an active listener, just listening really to the patient. Um, just in my you know own experience with my brother, often times um, you know when he was sharing things, sometimes it was like dismissed or overlooked, and not really um, taking what he was saying about you know his body or his health. Um, Kind of more seriously at times. Um, and I think, you know, patients are, um, especially CF people who are in the hospital so often, you know, they're, they're best advocates, they know their body the best. So, um, you know, just be, being really open to listening and understanding um, and, and compassion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, being in as a doctor and, and the healthcare industry, um, I can only imagine how, how, Tough it can be um sometimes having to see people so sick and in certain conditions and I'm sure you can kind of um, you know build up a tolerance thick skin to that um but just remember that everybody is um you know a person human they're going through um a lot a lot of stuff that you might not see so just um, remembering that they're they're people and you know The families too often are going through um, a lot just in a different different way. So just just remember to be compassionate and have
2: empathy. So kind of openness to hearing experiences and um, understanding that families, people are going through various things. And then Siraj, you you spoke to kind of being involved again, like being able to be in the hospital room or um, being there when the treatments are happening, which has definitely become more difficult with COVID for sure. Um, But yes, thank you. Hopefully we can all get back to that if we haven't yet. Thank you. And then I think the last question in that series (laughs) is do you have any thoughts, advice, um, things you would want the siblings of a sibling of a person with CF to know? Like what would you say to other siblings of people with CF? Um, Maybe both children and adults, if you feel like speaking to both.
1: Don't
3: want us to speak. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
1: hard
2: one. <laughs> you have siblings listening in. They're ready to hear you. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll, I'll say, uh, I, I would say just don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, it's it it's, will be tough for them to answer and for them to think about want to answer. Sometimes there will be pushback. I mean, growing up, I, I to asked ask my brother a lot of questions, and some days he would be very open to talking about things, and some days he just didn't want to deal with real life. You know, it was tough. But I think me asking him questions helped me and also helped him think about that stuff when he wasn't thinking about it at that time. Mm-hmm.
2: And so maybe then for parents to to also maybe encourage some of the siblings to ask questions um that's a that's a great point, Siraj. Yeah. I and mean, children maybe go more to their parents and then maybe the parents can also say, well, let's go ask so-and-so.
3: Yeah, good point. Thank you.
1: Thank you did a good job with that question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, was saying,
2: I don't think I can, I can on. <laughs> nobody else was on the chair. No
1: worries, no worries.
2: Um another question here. Did you ever downplay things you were going through yourself? Because you felt like you did not want to cause your parents or siblings any stress, or you didn't want to like be a problem. And can you tell us about that experience?
1: Oh, I'm sure we. I'm sure I've done that. I did that many times. Um, yeah, I. I don't think I can come up with one. You know, one specific example, but I. I can tell you uh, there were. There were numerous times where, I was like, you know what. I'll just, I'll just deal with this, you know, at a different time. This, this is my adult voice, but you know, um, yeah, because when you see your sibling, you know, kind of going through it and, um, it's, you can see, you can see the toll on your parents. You just don't want to bother. You just, all right, I can deal with this another time. We can, we can deal with my issue later because it's a lot going on right now. And there are times like that. I don't think I felt bad about it it just made sense so you know not to want to pile on right now um and just wait
2: and maybe as a child do you think you felt it a little bit
3: more but now you
1: kind of i'm sure i felt that way as a child and i still did it It you know i, I probably waited you know when i say wait to a different time it could have been an hour later but um but then I think there were times where I probably did not approach certain things when I wanted to because something was going on that related that that that, that was more important at the at the point at the time. So um, so I'm sure that happened. Um, yeah, or, um, yeah, many
3: times. I would probably say the exact same thing. I I couldn't pinpoint you know any one particular instance. Um, I, I think I still do that to a lot of you know, to a certain degree, um, you know, with friends or other people who are going through, you know, challenging times. I just don't, um, I, I I tend to kind of internalize stuff and um, try to just kind of deal with it on my own to not like burden anybody else. I know it's not the best way to, to always handle things, but um, I, I, yeah, I think I do that um, probably a little too often. Um,
0: all the time <laughs> yeah I, I would say I in the same situation I growing up I definitely did that a lot where I think good and bad I think I there were situations where I probably I again can't pinpoint a specific one because I mean it was a lot growing up he, we were growing up both two years apart so very similar age age group and I think growing up there were there were situations where i would think to myself like this is not important comparatively to what's going on that that it would be something that i would need to make a big deal out of and i think probably not the best way to handle things growing up uh, looking at it as an adult but also i think it helped me realize what issues are important more important and take more priority than you know small things that, you know, the, oh, I want this game or, you know, I, I want to go to this concert. The, the, those are things that I, in that that time, I was like, that was an issue that I wasn't able to talk about it or try to make it an issue. But realizing now that those those aren't important things compared to, you know, my sibling's health.
2: Yeah, it kind of, it, it, I feel like it. that kind of almost takes us back to that first question, right? Like how... it it, it sounds like it gave you guys perspective. And whether or not you have that even as a child, which would be pretty impressive if you have that even (laughs) as a child, but certainly as an adult now, in retrospect, you know, you you have a different perspective. And that is, um, that has become part of who you are, right? And you all spoke to that at the beginning as well, as far as how you've integrated this um, into who you are, and how you've become really more resilient because of it. And it sounds like have deeper relationships, right? Because a part of you was sharing um, part of yourself and what may have been challenging, but also really rewarding in certain ways to have a sibling with a a chronic illness. So um, we only have about one minute left. There's one more question I wanted to ask. So if you guys have more briefer responses, that's great. And if not, I'm sure it's okay if we go a minute over something. Um, even though you don't have CF, do you internalize CF as being part of your identity or culture?
3: Yes, I, um, I, I'd say it's become a real big part of my life with my brother, my friends, um, being a part of this community, the retreat, everything. Um, I think it, it, it definitely shares a big part of my life.
0: I'd say for me, not, not so much, just because I, my mom has always been involved, very involved, in CF Foundation and, and, and the community. But my brother and I have more, been more reluctant to get involved. I think more recently, we've been talking to her more about CF Foundation, things they're doing. And it's, it's become a bigger thing that we talk about more on a regular basis. So more recently, yes. But through our history of him having CF, not so much. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm I'm kind of that same light. I know my my brother is is involved, but I, I haven't been involved. This is kind of the first time I've been a part of uh, anything um, like this with CF. So, um, so yeah, not for me. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you all so much for sharing today. I want to again let the participants know that we are saving your questions. And actually the panelists and I have agreed to be part of a podcast on this same subject. So um, we look forward to addressing those questions in that podcast as well. So thank you all so much for sharing
3: your experiences um, with the community, it's appreciated.